This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on another scorching day in Kent. It's Friday, August the 12th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And the county is now officially in a drought. We're experiencing the driest summer in 50 years and are all being urged to use water wisely. In fact, for a large part of the county, there's now a hosepipe ban in place. We'll have more on that in a bit. But first, let's hear the thoughts of Maidstone Green Councillor Stuart Jeffrey on today's announcement. I mean, it's hardly surprising that we're seeing increasingly um, extreme weather, given the, the, the complete lack of action globally on climate change and, uh, and, and including from, from this country. So, you know, these are expected outcomes and they're becoming more frequent and more intense, as we've seen in recent weeks with temperature records tumbling. Uh, it, it, it was going to happen. Drier summers, wetter winters. Um, we're, we're in a real state. How concerned are you after hearing that news today, the driest summer in 50 years? I mean, it's all very stark, isn't it, at the moment? It is. And and meteorologists will talk about, you know, one in a thousand year events, one in a hundred year events. And these are coming kind of every couple of years. Um, We we can see the majority of the hottest, um, the the highest temperatures have been in the last 20 years. You know, everything is heading in the wrong direction. Climate scientists are uh, are saying we've got to campaign for one and a half degrees of of climate change and and work hard to get there. Um, But actually, they're forecasting, you know, up to four degrees. We're at one degree at the moment. And it's not very nice. Um, we're seeing these horrible impacts, um, uh, you know, the most visible of which are the wildfires, which are, are raging around Kent. Yeah, I spoke to Kent Fire and Rescue the other day. They said they'd tackled 40 wildfires at this point last year. This year it's been 400. I mean, it's a huge, huge increase. And as you say, that's had a massive impact on the county, hasn't it? Every single day we're hearing about them. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when I was growing up, the idea of having a wildfire in in Kent was was just unheard of. And, And now we've had 400, a tenfold increase on the previous year. Um, That that just doesn't feel real. It feels, you know, <laughs> cataclysmic. Tackling climate is—it just sounds like it's such a big thing for us all to be able to to contribute to. But what can we do in a small way to try and reverse this this increase in temperatures? I mean, I think there are three things effectively that we can do. Two at a personal level, we we can stop flying. There is no need to fly, um, and it is the the activity that has the biggest impact uh, of all of our activities it only accounts for a few percent of total greenhouse commission emissions but as an activity it's very high and and eat, re- reducing the amount we eat in, as individuals because um animal farming has a huge impact too and um, the third thing is is writing to politicians and saying we need act uh, action now uh, it, it, you know, the best time to act was 30 years ago, 100 years ago, um, but we need action now. So writing and putting pressure on on people like me, I, you know, I'm doing my best within, within the council, um, but putting uh, pressure on our elected uh, representatives, particularly MPs, um, to take action and to take stories to Parliament to say, we have to act, we have to act now. Um, 
And, and there are lots of things they can do that individuals can't. Now, the Environment Agency insists essential water supplies are safe. However, as I mentioned at the start, a hosepipe ban has come into force today for everyone in the county served by South East Water. They say the restrictions are needed to try and conserve supplies because it's been so dry and hot this summer. But residents say it's pretty ironic as litres are being lost through cracked pipes. We've been along to Grosvenor Road in the Kennington part of Ashford, where a leak hasn't been fixed for a couple of weeks now. This couple live there and have been chatting to our reporter, Chantal. Nearly two weeks ago, we woke up and saw uh, a larger leak on the road um, and they uh, they came and fixed the larger leak, but they've left this leak running and that was on the 1st of August, so uh, nearly two weeks ago now and it's been constantly running. It's quite frustrating really because we're doing our very best to conserve water, letting the plants uh, die where, where they're not important ones and um, and seeing water constantly leaking at the same time just the other side of the fence is quite frustrating. And it, and it makes no sense to um, fix a leak three or four metres away from another one that's ongoing and just leave that leak going at a time when conservation of water is so important. Um, we, we don't understand why and we've had no communication from them and there doesn't seem to be any intention to come back and do anything about it at any time soon all the while it's just wasting water constantly. How does it make you feel knowing about all the water issues that we had in Cholock recently? I mean they were without water for over five days and yeah. then there's just water spewing out. Of well, that, and that makes me cross because I felt terribly uh, guilty for them. Well, I felt terribly bad on their behalf that they didn't have water. Um, I you know, refused the kids' request for to fill up the paddling pool um, or anything like that because I just couldn't bring myself to when I knew that people in the next village didn't have enough water. Um, and I really do believe in the importance of conserving water and I think we should all be using less water uh, wherever we can in general. But I also think the water company needs to do their part um, and, and you know, upgrade the system while they can um, before it's then a crisis. They, they don't seem to want to take responsibility. Um, for the issues and um, I mean we're just lucky that we didn't lose our water like they did in, in Cholock but um, when we're all taking responsibility and taking it seriously and the water company doesn't appear to be, while sending out emails telling us how important it is to conserve water it's pretty galling watching a leak right outside your window constantly going for two weeks. Mm. And how does it make you feel as well knowing they're bringing in a hosepipe ban? So I, I hope that the reason they're refusing to fix this is that they're fixing bigger leaks elsewhere um, I would still argue that this would, leak wouldn't have happened if they'd invested when they knew there was a problem, which they obviously haven't done. Um, so I, I hope that's why this one has been going on for so long. Um, but uh, you know, if that's not the case, then I'd be extremely angry. Um, now I'm just annoyed and cross um, that they haven't, uh, they haven't fixed it while they could. Yeah. Um, and we know the weather's been extreme and it's been an, an extreme dry period. And if a hosepipe ban is necessary, then it's necessary. But yes, there's no excuse to constantly lose water. Um, where they could invest properly and do something about it. Mm. Mm. Yes, I don't mind having a hosepipe ban. I, I think in weather like this, it's to be expected. So, uh, as I said, I'm all for water conservation, um, but it's just uh, getting them to take their responsibility seriously as well. We did contact South East Water for a response on that leak, but haven't heard back as yet. A reminder, any customer who ignores the hosepipe ban risks a fine of up to £1,000. Well, this isn't the only problem being caused by the weather. Building work has started on a 300 home development near Maidstone, and neighbours say it's creating so much dust they can't sit outside and enjoy the sunshine. Planning permission for Orchard Mill in Ditton was granted in November 2020 
despite 1,600 people signing a petition against it. The building firm says the current dust levels are caused, as you might expect, by the exceptionally dry conditions, where they've now brought in water bowser tankers to dampen down the site. And there could be a bit of relief from the dry hot weather next week. It is actually meant to rain every day. The Met Office has issued a warning for thunderstorms, although that's not covering Kent just yet. We will keep an eye on that forecast for you. However, if we do get any heavy downpours, of course, there is a risk of flooding as the ground is so dry and won't be able to absorb the water quickly. Kent Online News. Some other top stories for you today. And a 17-year-old boy has been taken to hospital following a stabbing in Gravesend. Police were called to New Road, which is near the Tesco supermarket in the town centre. It happened last night and we're told a teenager was treated in hospital but has now been allowed home. A 37-year-old man from Medway was arrested at Gillingham Railway Station where a weapon was also seized. He's also been treated in hospital for minor facial injuries and is now in custody. The podcast has been told the pair are known to each other. Well, a police cordon was put in place across a section of New Road restricting access to the high street. Sniffer dogs were also in the town in the early hours as forensic teams carried out an investigation. You can, in fact, see pictures and video from the scene at Kent Online. We've also shared that video on our TikTok. You can follow us at Kent underscore online. A vigil's been held for a father and daughter who died in a suspected hit-and-run in Ramsgate. 78-year-old Joram Hirschfeld and 40-year-old Noga Seller were knocked down by a car and killed in Leopold Street on Wednesday night. Her six-year-old daughter is being treated for serious injuries in a London hospital and two other members of the family were also hurt. Well, Elaine Hill was in the town when it happened. Had a meal at the Thai restaurant, came down, walked into the town and it was literally probably... 10, 15 minutes after we heard all the noise and commotion with police, ambulance, fire engine. Around 100 people attended the vigil yesterday evening. Meantime, a former student of 78-year-old Mr Hirschfeld has described him as being special and someone who radiated so much kindness. He's being remembered as a legendary teacher. A 30-year-old man from Ramsgate remains in custody. A Kent woman who caused horrific injuries to her baby has had her release from prison put on hold. Tony Hudgel had to have both legs amputated after cruelty inflicted by his birth parents. 24-year-old Jodie Simpson from Maidstone was due to be let out today after serving half of her 10-year sentence, but the Justice Secretary's delayed it by referring her case to the parole board. Tony's adoptive mum, who's campaigned for tougher punishments for child cruelty, has thanked Dominic Raab for stepping in. Three men have been charged with stalking offences following separate investigations by Kent Police. A 30-year-old's already been prosecuted and the two others are due in court at a later date. It's part of the force's ongoing work to tackle violence against women and girls. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Next today, and bosses at Canterbury's only gay bar say they'll fight to stay open as they face a licence review. Police are urging the City Council to examine the operating conditions at Limes Lounge in Rosemary Lane following dozens of call-outs over the last year. Officers say they've had to deal with fights, a sexual assault and complaints about drunk behaviour. But co-owner Tony Butcher insists it's a safe and friendly venue. The grief we have to spare 
just to make a living and also to keep people happy. We work for the gay community. We love all bodies, but we don't want any grief off anybody. We don't cause any trouble at all. Everyone is happy with us. Anybody who lives down this road are happy with us. They all know us personally. And people in London, they come down here to find us as well. If we shut this business down, we'll have to go somewhere else. I know lots of people down here. They're very nice. We have people coming in all the time on a regular run. They bring their kids in here in the daytime. They enjoy it. They like it because it's safe. We are good people. We treat people well. We look after people. I look after my kids. I look after everybody if I can. All we do is have a few people there having a drink and a party. I look after them. Michael loses his license here. That's Michael's livelihood gone. He's nearly 40, he's going to be in that situation. I want to fight the fight until the end of the day. It's been revealed the MP for Tunbridge and Morling received £120,000 in donations for his bid to become the next Prime Minister. Tom Tugendhat made it into the final five but was eliminated in the third round of voting by Conservative MPs. You can see a breakdown of where the money came from by heading to the story at Kent Online. Latest figures show a rise in the number of coronavirus deaths in Kent. It's something we actually haven't mentioned in the podcast for quite some time now. Well, 39 were recorded in the county in the week to July the 29th. That's compared with 22 in the previous seven days. The number of people in hospital with COVID has gone down from 224 to 197 and cases are also dropping. Elsewhere, patients in Deal aren't happy because their nearest GP surgery is only opening for 10 hours a week. It's because of staffing issues at the site on Golf Road and means appointments are only offered across two and a half days a week. A spokesman for the practice says the team is working hard to provide patients with the best possible care when they're experiencing high demand. A fire has broken out in an outbuilding near Gravesend after rats chewed through a power cable. Crews were called to Stonecroft in Vigo Village early this morning. They're under increased pressure during the heatwave following a number of wildfires in the county. Kent Online reports. Some residents in Yolding are still waiting to have their phones reconnected a week after cables were stolen. Police were called to Bow Street in Wateringbury in the early hours of last Friday, but were unable to catch the thieves. Repairs by BT Openreach are taking longer than normal, and it's feared those who rely on a landline could become isolated. We now know when the big Argos store on Ashford Retail Park is closing. Bosses have announced the shop in Sevington will shut on Saturday the 20th of August. The company wants to open more collection points in Sainsbury's instead to reduce costs. Now it seems Spain and Turkey are the most popular destinations for Kent holidaymakers this year. The Costa del Sol, Costa Brava and Antalya are among the top eight places people from the county are heading to. Experts from On the Beach say millions of Brits are heading away for the first time since the pandemic. You can see the full list of destinations by clicking on the interactive map at Kent Online. And we could see some shooting stars in Kent tonight. One of the best meteor showers of the year is expected to be visible tonight and in the early hours of tomorrow is also going to be a supermoon which is the last one of 2022. Kent Online Sports.
Cricket and Kent legend Darren Stevens has announced his time with the club is coming to an end. The 46-year-old all-rounder has been there since 2005 and has scored a total of more than 22,000 runs. He's managed to get 43 centuries in that time and helped the team to a number of trophy wins. Kent's director of cricket has described him as an inspiration. Meantime, Kent have suffered yet another defeat in the one-day cup, I'm afraid. Essex beat them by a massive 182 runs at Chelmsford yesterday. The Spitfires have lost three out of four games in the competition so far this season. They host Northamptonshire at Canterbury on Sunday. Moving on to football now and the new co-chairman of Gillingham has been telling fans why he took the job. Paul Fisher's been brought in to take over the day-to-day running of the club after Paul Scally decided to take an extended break following abuse from fans and relegation to League Two. With a new man in charge says the Jules deserve to be in the Champions Chip. He's been speaking to the club's media team. I'm a lifelong fan of the Jills. You know, I'm. You know, I was born. I was literally born uh, about half a mile. You know, right down near the river here in Gillingham. You know, I'm born and bred in this area. I played for the youth side when I was younger, so you know, it's in my blood. I believe in the club. I've always believed in this football club. I've always felt, you know, my previous time here when we got to the championship, I felt we were on the cusp of great things there, but sort of certain circumstances. Uh, went against went against us but I'm, I believe in the club and I believe in the Medway Towns I started my career working in local government in this area and I've always completely believed in this area you know I'm a, I am a man, I'm a man of Medway and a man of Kent and I just think Medway deserves a championship club it should have a championship football club in this area and I think that's an ambition that uh, we should all be aiming for I think you have to be careful sometimes being a fan that you end up making decisions from the heart rather than the head and I'll certainly, you know, always make any business decision from the head. But I think being a fan of the club, hopefully people will realise, you know, I'm very much one of them. Uh, you know, I've, sat, I've stood on the rainy end when I was younger. Uh, I've moved, you know, slightly migrated to the Medway stand as I've got older. But, uh, you know, I, I'm very much a fan. But I, you know, I just stress again how much I really, really believe in this club. So, you know, I'm... Yeah, I'm proud to be running the club for a while. I think Neil and the coaching team are doing a great job. I think the last two performances have been absolutely first class. You know, the first hour against Rochdale, I couldn't believe how well we played. It's the best best football I've seen for, you know, two or three years down here at the, at the club. So I think number one number one focus, I think, is we, we've still got a couple of weeks of the transfer window to go. So I think we need to, you know, we need to focus on the team and supporting Neil and make sure this good start continues. Around the club, there's so much to do. You know, I think the club needs needs rebooting, if I can use that expression, sort of post-COVID. I think it's it's been difficult. It was difficult for Paul. I think it was difficult for the staff that whole kind of couple of years of COVID. But I think we need to sort of rejuvenate the club post-COVID, and that means you know recruiting people in the commercial side of the business because it's you know the business model is great. You know, we the more money we make, the more money we can pump back into the side. There's so much to do here at Gillingham to exploit the potential of the club, both on and off the pitch. Things, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, I think, is a, is a cliche. So, you know, we need to just do it bit by bit. You look at the factory, what a great facility that is. You know, let's get people using it again. Uh, it's a great place to have a pre-match beer. But we need to have some consistency of opening times. We need to make sure we've got BT Sport in there so we can have the good Saturday lunchtime games on there. That's just a little thing, but I think generally the whole the whole kind of fan experience, we've got to work on it. You know, we've really got to work on it. And we've got a team here who are 
you know, absolutely trying their best with, you know, the resources that we've got. We haven't got a lot of cash to throw at this. I'd love to be able to just say, I'm going to get a whole team in and we're going to make everything, you know, everything super duper straight away. But it's uh, it's going to take some time. But uh, all I'd ask is the fans to know that, you know, we're, we are working on it. We are working on it. I'm a really open person. Uh, I, I welcome people, you know, asking me a few questions be it on you know Twitter I think I've uh, I've answered a few questions on Twitter already I'm not saying I'm going to be doing that all the time but I might I might occasionally I do have a look at it but if people see me around you know do have a word with me have a chat to me I'm uh, I'm a really open person and uh, I but certainly you know the minute it gets abusive you know I will I will close up shop and uh, you know we won't be uh, we won't have such a sort of spirit of openness with people but uh, I'd like to set off on the right footing with the fans and the Jills will be hoping to continue their good run of form as they head to Tranmere Rovers this weekend it follows their win over Rochdale in the league last Saturday and a victory in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday night kickoff tomorrow is at three and there's a celebrity football match on Sheppey tonight raising money for the baby unit at Kent's biggest hospital EastEnders stars Dean Gaff Jake Wood and Danny Boy Hatchart will be playing alongside Towers Dan Osborne and Danny Williams from Love Island. Money raised will be going to the Oliver Fisher Neonatal Unit at Medway Maritime in Gillingham. Kickoff is at 7.30. That's all for us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do that, you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe a reminder if you're on the site today you can read the latest review from our secret drinker and don't forget tomorrow there is a rail strike members of the Aslef union so train drivers are walking out it means there won't be any services in kent at all the roads are expected to be extra busy as a result if you are heading out don't forget beforehand you can check the travel blog at kent online you can also listen to regular travel updates over on our sister radio station km FM. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.